Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Whoa, that was so loud it nearly blew my ears out. Hi, welcome to the show. It's the night of March. March. I sound like I'm from Wisconsin. In Wisconsin is my sister Susan, I think. Hi. Hey. Hey. So it's going to be in the 60s here today. How are you guys doing? Well, it was it was in the high 50s yesterday. It was, it was just beautiful. Today, we're going to get a high of 59. Wow. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah, yeah dog wouldn't go for a walk today. He just said, now, nah, just hang in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, who needs a walk? Hey, speaking of dogs, by the way, fair warning, uh, this this show, this hour is going to be all over the place. I can I can feel it, and I can just tell by, you know, the stuff I've got sitting here in front of me. So anybody who wants any coherence, you better uh, leave immediately is what I think. Our usual okay. coherence. Wait. Yes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, dogs. Yes. How is uh, Blue? Oh, Blue's fine. Blue's good. Blue's a good boy. He just left on his uh, on his morning walk. Um, but did you see what happened? Uh, yeah. Okay, so the dog in the White House. Is, is this is what, you know. It's the old one, I think. No, it's not. It's, it's the young one. Uh-oh. It's the rescue. It's the the first rescue dog ever in the White House, and he's not he's not he's, holding up the brand. He's not White House ready. <laughs> it's unclear as to um, how much damage he's done, but he apparently has. Uh, he's having problems and um, he's uh, being aggressive and he actually bit somebody. So he's been uh, banished uh, back to Delaware and uh, the poor old other dog has to go with them because they're sort of a pain. So, so I don't know. What are you going to do? Their dogs are in one house and they're in the other house. Sort of a, I don't know if they can't just get a, dog trainer to come and get them under them work this out yeah well you know, they, got, you don't know that they aren't going to do that but they in the meantime no. they got to disappear the dog because yeah he could they, they don't want to yeah. have to kill the dog and they can't let the dog no you can't kill him well we don't know how bad the bite was but he apparently did uh bite somebody and well yeah i mean we were just aggressive. talking about this because we have a mutual a friend that um, a, a guy that like like most men that like dogs I know say all dogs love me. I don't have a problem with dogs. All dogs love me. Our brother says that. Mike says that. Well, uh, my dog has bitten both of them <laughs> because well, they refuse because they refuse to do what they're told to do, which is by me and the dog, which is to stand yeah. still, please, until I can make sure that you are okay. And neither, and both of them just brushed him away and kept walking. And both times he stopped him. 
you know, and, and they were just shocked. Uh, but no real damage done except to a pair of white pants that Mike was wearing. Sorry, Mike. But he then gets attacked again. I mean, this is not unusual, folks. And it's family dogs who think they're just fine. But this was a little guy. And this that dog, I don't know what happened. But he just jumped up and attached itself to Mike's lip. Lip, yeah. And well, that's and that's three surgeries later. So you know these things you, you gotta. This is why I always tell people that leave their dogs off leash, um, and and they're just sure that everything's okay. And I always say no. Just because it was okay yesterday doesn't mean that today isn't the day that the dog sees something and can't control himself and goes. And then you are legally responsible. Well, as Sally Wigan would say, they're wolves. They're wolves. And you yeah. don't know when that side the of them will, come yeah, out. Yeah, the wolf will kick in. So um, you gotta anyway, say, All of which is to say you got to know your dog and be honest about it with yourself. That's right. And Susan's dog scares me. <laughs> and he's <laughs> the sweetest yet. thing. But yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. He does have a... Yeah, so I've, I've listened to Susan, and I sort of, you know, steer clear. So I'm one of the few who hasn't been at least even nipped at, I don't think. No. Um, there was another friend's dog who was famous for biting everybody, including the, his owner, and he never bit me either. And I just, I don't know. I'm not saying dogs like me. I'm saying I'm aware and, and uh, you know, sort of, watch myself, which brings us, forget dogs, to something I never heard of, but apparently exists. It's big in the Netherlands. It's come to the United States. <gasps> and during the pan... What? I saw one. Go ahead. No, I don't know if you're talking about the same thing. What'd you, you see? A robot dog? No, no, I'm not. Oh, they creep me out. Oh, no. weird. I saw this woman walking this robot dog and it and it stops and it looks around and it's just a hunk oh. of metal. And it's so creepy. Oh, oh God, I can't stand that stuff. I can't stand it. God, take me before. But who prefers a relationship <clears throat> with a non-real thing? Well, I don't think anyone what? prefers it. Oh, they? somebody's finding it emotionally sustaining, <laughs> or why is she out there? I guess just to get attention. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I interrupt you. And because if you can't, well, no. So this has to do, not with dogs, but um, uh, with cows. And there are people who spend <clears throat> $75, I guess that's the going rate, uh, to be able to be near a cow, very near a cow, in fact, to cuddle the cow. Hmm. See, cow like dogs, cuddle. I find cows not necessarily as cuddly as they might look. No, I having, you know, I... Uh, You've been chased I, by a few. I was chased by a <laughs> bunch of cows. There's a holy cow. Who knew cows even ran? I, Who knew Lynn Cullen even ran? Oh, man. I was 
Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez. I was like straight up this hill. Was they didn't they couldn't get up. I, you know, I live in I grew up in a state where cows are everywhere, and and I've never seen. I've seen them sort of slowly walk. I've seen them almost always standing on occasional on occasion sitting. I never saw a cow gallop. And I didn't see much of the cow galloping since I was you were going the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I was with my dog at the time and the dog was every bit as scared as me. We ran. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I don't think of cows as cuddly, mostly because they're so huge. And also they don't have, you know, cuddly fur. But it turns out that this is something in the Netherlands and then some place in Arizona, I believe it is, that takes, that rescues cows and other beasts, bigger animals. Um, So they have cows there that are so used to cuddling that you give, you pay 75 bucks, you go in, you sit down on the ground, and darn if the cow doesn't come right up to you and stick its head in your lap. And then you can just lie down and it lies there with you and loves being petted and cuddling. Who knew? Everybody loves to cuddle. There you go. Even cows, 75 bucks an hour. Cow cuddling. And the reason it took off in the in this time is because um, some people are, because of the pandemic, have not had a hug, have not been able to cuddle with anybody. I know the feeling. With so anybody. they're giving the cows COVID? No, they're not giving the cows COVID. They're cuddling with the cows. The cows are fine. I saw a few pictures. It was adorable. Just telling you. <laughs> Who knew cow cuddling? All right. Well, uh, but the CDC has given me permission to hug my children and grandchildren if yeah, they if they if they agree if they agree to such. Yeah, I was. I thought of you, and then I thought, well, I don't know. I don't know if your children will want me near them. I <laughs> know. <laughs> It you was know, they who stuck me up in Green Bay in quarantine. You know, <laughs> you know it's going to be hard in a lot of families, you know, because someone like, you know, in a family that doesn't have the kind of good communication that you have with your children, you can see a, a grandparent saying, hey, all right. I'm no, no, that does happen. I mean, that does happen, and it is problematic. I mean, yeah, my children come from a very large family, you know, that and with all different viewpoints, and um, and and one of one of my kids is is about to have a, uh, give me another grandchild, which I'm thrilled about. But um, managing people's expectations in a time of pandemic, you know, and and that's what you hear. But I've been vaccinated. And, uh, you know, and she's going, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really more about everything else that you're carrying around with you. Apparently now, do you know that if a newborn gets a fever, they have to go to the hospital and have a spinal tap? 
So they, in the first two months, so they don't want your kid be pre-COVID around anybody. What? Wait a minute. If a kid get what? If an infant, I have to get a whole bunch of vaccinations again to be around my grandchildren. I did that the first time. I'm going to do another one this time. And, um, and yeah, the big thing is that, I mean, they're just as afraid that the baby would get a cold or a flu or something. Um, anything that gives a, 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 you know, a newborn, a fever is treated extraordinarily. Um, yeah. Aggressively. Aggressively. Uh-huh. Yeah, but. Geez. I'm just, I'm just glad that, you know, it was scary enough when I have babies they make it so scary these days. It's, well, this is what I was going to say. God almighty, human beings lived for millennia without, you know, feeling so threatened and vulnerable as we do now. I mean, I think this is nuts. Well, if, I mean, they do, they do all these rule out birth defect tests that just scare the bejesus oh, out of you. And then, you know, and now we heaven forbid someone should breathe on the child for the first two months. And it's like, how did anybody survive? Well, we did. And when you do this kind of thing, you, you end up off. You end up, I think you end up making they, they don't get normal immune systems. Yeah, they they end up being, uh, yeah, exactly. They have allergies. They're not immune to a damn thing. This is ridiculous. No, okay. We're moving on to another subject because this annoys me. <laughs> this, this is funny. Susan. You only have one kid unmarried. Imagine how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> No, we so all do pretty. I, we do pretty well. Go ahead. <laughs> we do pretty well, but I do think uh, Americans are getting, uh, you know, snowflake year and snowflake year. And yeah, snowflake. I know, I know, but you know, you also can't blame a new parent for listening to what their medical advice is. No, my and advice. that's the medical no. advice seems to be be afraid, be very afraid. And I don't well, think that's, that's healthy. I, my advice to to actually to your daughter and son-in-law, because I was asked to give it in a written form, right? Yes. I said, don't read any parenting books. Don't go, just go with your, your, your loving and, and, and in, instinctual, uh, you know, desire to protect your child. But don't, I just, it's, we make something that is relatively simple, so complicated. And then you think of how, you know, somebody can't even come to your house with a kid without carting in 500 pounds of equipment. Right? Oh, I yeah. That too. We didn't used to have that. What the? Even just 20 years ago, we didn't have that. Or some of us didn't. Jesus. It's bad enough in the first five, six, seven, eight years of, uh, of your child's life that your house gets, you know, transformed into this, into this receptacle for just disgusting uh, red, yellow, and uh, green primary color plastic stuff all over the place. I just, I don't know. All right. Well, this is the second off-limit subject. Okay, go. 
Okay. Everything so, is bringing you around to bad bad vibes. Okay. Uh, yeah. This one doesn't. Well, it could. But I, I, I read that turns out that while you and me and a whole bunch of other women have found the joys of going makeup less um, in this time, Turns and lots out. of other things less too, but go ahead. Well, that's true, but makeup. Yeah. Sales for men's makeup have soared 80% during the same period. So men during the pandemic have taken to wearing makeup. Well, they finally um, looked at themselves. That's what happened. <laughs> Zoom. It's on their Zoom meetings. So they've been stuck looking at themselves on these damn Zoom meetings they have to do. And they're thinking, good God. And so they've now started wearing makeup. Just saying. And I want to say to the guys, don't. Don't do that. Don't. We think you look just fine. The, now the challenge is for you to think that we look just fine. And and when and then if the further challenge is when you think we don't, don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that brings me to uh, one of the stories I have here, actually, Susan. Yes. This is a um, who? Where is this idiot? Um, he's in. This is in the religion section of the newspaper. I did not read that. Okay. Where you can find a lot of idiots. Wait a minute. Oh, and of course, Susan, it's from your old state of misery. Misery. Yeah. So. Hey, Roy uh, Blunt isn't running again. I know. And that's bad news because he'll just be replaced by somebody worse. A pastor in uh, Malden, Missouri. Oh, is that uh, where that Turk was from? I didn't read this. Okay, go ahead. Gave a sermon uh-huh. at the First General Baptist Church. And um, I'll just read some of this, of what he said. I'm not saying every woman can be the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. And he had a large picture of Melania Trump behind him. Most women can't be trophy wives like her. Maybe you're just a participation trophy. But you don't need to look like a butch. He was just getting warmed up. Uh, he argued that whip Women simply don't understand that God made (laughs) that God made men God made men to be drawn not to women per se, but to beautiful women. (laughs) God made men to be drawn beautiful women. And so women must look attractive. And then he goes on. These are his words. But you say, how can I do that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. 
If you were sitting in my office, here is the first thing I would say to you. Weight control. Put down those cupcakes, wear makeup, and experience the miracles that can unfold. Praise God for makeup. It's like Bondo for dented vehicles. It's like crack filler for your drywall. This is why I don't own this is why I don't own a gun. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh here's the thing. Um I they don't include a picture of the guy. He was I, relieved from pulpit. He's been put on uh leave of absence and and has to go for professional counseling. He'll be back. Here's what I want to know. Did any woman in that congregation have the guts to stand up and walk out? I don't know. And I'm wondering if this was uh, virtual or, although these people seem like they'd be going to church. All the churches around know. here are uh, have cars in them. Oh, really? Okay. They, they're just socially distancing maybe within them. And and here's another one. He highlighted his wife's commitment to staying slim for him. And he said, she's lost up to 50 pounds after each pregnancy because she understands. One of her favorite expressions is food never tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh, my God. Poor woman. She's starving to death? Well, a lot of women starve to death. I remember a quote from uh, Jackie Kennedy Onassis uh, that someone shared uh, when she was dying. And she she was dying. She died of cancer. Yeah, yeah. And she said, I can't believe that I starved myself all through my life. And this is what I get. Mm-hmm. I she, Yeah. I think she thought she was being uh, healthier, too, right. uh, as a result. But whatever. Good God. Okay. So there's all that awful stuff. And then there's this. Here is the most amazing uh, story I, I have heard. This woman um, in Texas, poor thing. Her name is Emily Johnson, and she has a really messed up heart and, in fact, requires open heart surgery, which I don't know why was not going to be done in Austin, which must have really good hospitals. But instead, she was getting her uh, open heart surgical procedure in somewhere in Ohio. I'm going to guess the Cleveland Clinic. That's what I'm going to guess. And her doctor told her that, you know, before you fly to get your surgery, you really should get yourself vaccinated. Seriously. And she could, of course, she couldn't find anyone who could give her the vaccine. So she was desperate. She had the date for her surgery. 
She's 68 years old. She posted something on her Nextdoor uh, app. And damn if some woman didn't reply. The woman's name is Christy Lewis. And she said, I am scheduled for the vaccine this morning at 1045. If you can make it, it's yours. I'll go with you so there'll be no problem. Total stranger giving away her vaccine to this woman. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. People, there are some people who are just so, so good. There aren't enough of them. And for those of you who are still desperately trying to find uh, a vaccine, like this woman was, and you haven't bumped into any saints who will give you their appointment, turns out, you know where you can get them? No problem. CVS in certain southern states. You know why? Actually, I'll name them Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana. Because they got no medical facilities. No. CVS has the – CVS is getting the um, the vaccines and, you know, is asking people to sign up. And not enough people are. Yeah. So dozens, dozens of slots in these three states – are empty day after day because the people in those don't states, want it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if somebody wants to drive to South Carolina. I guess that's the closest of them. Um, well, you know, that's what people were doing in Missouri when the governor sent all the stuff to the rural areas and none to the urban areas. Uh, you know, they just drove two hours to Hannibal. Yeah. Well, two hours is no big deal. But, you know, but I it's just unbelievable. The South Carolina health officials uh, were so concerned that they decided, well, let's lower than the age eligibility and fill these slots. So they lowered it to 55, and they're still not filled up. Uh, here's a South Carolina health official. Reports here and there from around the state, not everywhere, indicate vaccine appointments have not been filling. Isn't that something? Everywhere else, people are, you know, Desperate. As of 4 p.m. last Friday, all 33 Louisiana CVS stores offering vaccines had dozens. Every one of those 33 stores had dozens of open appointments on a Saturday. Two thirds of the CVS stores in their 80 of them, 80 CVS stores in South Carolina had openings. Two thirds. Unbelievable. So what do you, I mean, this is just, and then you see that there are, um, 
the majority of people who identify as Republicans say they, they are not going to get the vaccine. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with them? They'll kill us all. All right, Susan. Yeah, I I I, uh, I passed away five minutes ago. Why? <laughs> Why? Because you're depressing. Go ahead. Here's a good one. I think our brother sent this to us. Yeah, he did. An albatross named Wisdom has astounded researchers by hatching a chick at the age of 70 years old. (laughs) Gee whiz, 70-year-old albatross is still laying eggs and hatching viable chicks? Well, that's why they call. I mean, you know, imagine no, never, never funny. outliving your uh, your, your repro- reproductivity is somewhat of an albatross around his neck. <laughs> I don't. She, this albatross, by the way, is the world's oldest known banded wild bird, and that's how they. Uh, she was first identified and banded on Midway at the Midway Atoll, in 1956. And she is pro- she's probably uh, uh, personally responsible for uh, half the albatrosses flying around right now. She has logged hundreds of thousands, if not millions of miles, flying around the Northern Pacific Ocean. Is that not amazing? Yeah. Now, albatrosses do live very long lives, but she is so much older. (laughs) They don't live that long. Unbelievable. The professors, the ornithologists that are dealing with her say, you wouldn't expect the bird to be quite as much of an outlier as, as she is. My God. The oldest banded albatross I ever came across was 61, at least it's nine years younger than she is. And albatrosses make for life, but obviously this one has uh, had more than one uh, mate because she buries them all. I'm just saying, isn't that cool? <laughs> I'm just Not laughing. That? I'm just laughing, thinking that I know our brother sent it because he's so he's so fixated on age. And aging. Is that why he said it? Oh, I thought he was fixated on just animals. Well, maybe. I think that. Uh, Well, maybe this is the unique, you know, crossing of his two obsessions. Right. (laughs) So I want to um, tell us, tell you that uh, we have a caller. (gasps) So, yeah. Somebody trying to, you know, stop our conversation. Right. Yeah. Hello. I am so sorry to stop your conversation. Uh-huh. I, knew. <laughs> I knew, but see, I knew that you knew that it was me. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. The only reason why I called, you know, I was listening in the beginning. My phone rang. I pick it up and have a conversation. 
You know, I mute you guys, and I unmute you, and you're talking about Republicans, you know, refusing to take the COVID vaccine. Yeah. The phone call that I got was uh, my being scheduled to get the COVID vaccine. Yay! <laughs> so there you go. And I said, now, isn't that a coincidence? Don't yeah. make a phone call. <laughs> so, Doesn't that, that feel good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I was posting while I was waiting to get online on Facebook that, you know, I usually don't talk about anything, you know, that personal on Facebook. I usually just argue politics. But uh, I put it up there, but I said, you know, I said, since I'm so cool and well-liked and such a trendsetter, I have to tell you people that I'm getting my, <laughs> I'm getting my COVID vaccine tomorrow, you know. So, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know which vaccine I'm getting, so I'm, I'm going to uh-huh. assume it's the first you one. You find right? out, contrary to the Catholic Church's uh, <laughs> fantasy that you get a menu and you get to pick, uh-huh. you, you get whatever they're handing out that day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and with the assurance that you'll get the same thing if you need the second shot, you know, and, or you'll get the J and J, and you only need one, and it's one and ten. Yeah, yeah. See, my, my, I could have got it last week, but they wanted me to drive like twenty-five miles. I said, I don't see anybody. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I said, as soon as they get it in Cannesburg, that's when I'll do it. And they got it, you know, and yeah. they got it in Cannesburg. I had to drive like two miles or something like that to get it. So. Well, I think why don't you walk? It'll be good exercise. You can walk too much. <laughs> you should see. Have you been to Cannonsburg? If you would see where I live compared to where this hospital is, it's hill. And I go up a hill. mountain. No, I know. It's good exercise. I just think for every hill, there's a for every up, there's a down. You know. You yeah, yeah. Half the way. I think the downs are harder if you want to know the truth. Yeah, they are on my knees. On the knees. They're much harder. Unless they're in pillows. The downs and pillows are pretty soft. But um, Very cute, Ah. Clarence. Very cute. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, uh, all my downs will be coming back. It's completely up. It's up and then up some more. <laughs> and then, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's like a lot of highway, too. It's not like I can actually get to the hospital yeah. you know, through okay. town. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all right. that's all I was. That's so, all the reason why I called. Oh, well, well, we're, we're thrilled. That's great. We're glad. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of an albatross joke, but I wasn't quick enough. Thank yeah, you yeah, well. Give me the opportunity to, to use the down one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you. <laughs> okay. Hey, happy for you. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. And uh, we have another caller. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, you're talking about the um, these people are going to kill us who refuse to get vaccinated. Yeah. Unlike the mask thing, where they were killing everybody else, if they don't get vaccinated, aren't they like just going to do themselves in? Ultimately, well, maybe, maybe, and a few of the people that haven't, that aren't allowed to get vaccinated yet. And um, when it's all said and done, like, like when we reach that herd immunity stage that Falfi talks about, like, you know, later. Well, we might not, but we we might might not. not Those people keep us from doing that. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate goal is to kill off the virus. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sorry? So is there a danger to themselves and to their family and to the people, their friends, the people they hang with, they're the biggest danger to. And and assuming they're hanging with other idiots, because you know, people tend to stick with their own kind. I, I yeah, they're it seems they're playing with fire, I would think. I mean, I've you know, I mean, I've been, I've been I've been always annoyed and at all the non-mask wearers, and and really, you know, you see them in hardware stores and like Tractor Supply Plus. I had to go there the other day, you know, so for my pet. But I mean, it's that one demographic: white male between twenty and and forty-five, and some older guys. But really, it's them. But when when it's just about the vaccine, I mean, you know. If we're all vaccinated. All the sane people are vaccinated. Well, they can just go like just kill themselves, and that and that the way we should be looking at it at some point. Well, uh, I don't a little portion of me does feel that way, but I still would want to be able to reach herd immunity. I mean, as as someone uh, pointed out a few days ago, the reason that we don't have smallpox. Um, marks on our arms anymore is because we eradicated. Yeah, we eradicated it. So you're saying that, like, maybe in, you know, in in five, ten years time, babies that were born are going to be susceptible to it because of the idiots. Then. Yeah, well, I, well it'll still be around because of the idiots. Yeah. It'll continue to be a threat and mutate and and honestly threaten us all. You can't reach your herd immunity if a third of the herd is too ignorant to be vaccinated. Because you say so, possibly the the mutations are going to come back and get us immune people then or vaccinated. Well, you know, listen. Whether we there'll, there'll be other COVIDs coming down the pike, all new, brand new ones. Too. I mean, we, we've got to have learned something. Well, we'll be able to handle, we'll get boosters, we'll, but we won't get herd immunity. We won't eradicate a disease like we have with, you know, polio, smallpox, those sorts of things. And that would be the ultimate goal. That, of course, is the goal, not to have to line up and take 85 vaccines once a year, but to eradicate some of these things. Yeah, well, exactly. Lynn just said something really funny, though. We we gotta learn. Well, we we don't gotta learn nothing, apparently. <laughs> well, a lot of well, what I've learned, which has made me uh, sadder and wiser, is is that an awful lot of my fellow country people are are selfish fools. That's all. That's what I've learned. And uh, we gotta live with them or die with them. I, they do seem to want to kill as many people. The the sight of those people the other day uh, having their children burn happily burning masks and i'm thinking you know those masks that they're burning are needed by other people who aren't so stupid you know it just it drives me insane they're 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 just venal stupidity all right mm-hmm. enough this is depressing okay. goodbye <laughs> goodbye everything's depressing me god dang it all right. Well, you know, not to bring up the uh, the dreaded Oprah interview, because I'm sure you talked about it a lot, but I've been 
I've been thinking that it, you know, along the lines of people not learning, the QE2 yeah. really has never learned the lesson that she needs of to Diane. learn. Well, she did, she ruined her sister's life. Yes. By meddling and thinking that she had a right to dictate how people live. And then she ruined her son's life at, by meddling and thinking she had a right to control and manipulate with or without consent people's lives. And it blew up in her face. And here she was presented with this really political opportunity, you know, to be, to model anti-racism. And, you know, true to form, she stuck to the playbook, which is what she always does. And it blows up in her face every time. Yeah, but I think you're, you know, they went out of their way to say that she was nothing but kind and welcoming. And he still talks to her. No, no, no. no. And so so does she. I'm not saying that it's her personal relationship. It's 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 the whole institution, which, which she has been trapped by as well. Well, right. But I'm saying I do think that at, at the, in the end, I agree with you. It is the institution steering the ship. But I am telling you that if QE2 said this will not be, we will protect her in this instance, it's good yeah. for the well, family. That's, that's right. It was a missed opportunity. It was a missed and- opportunity, and it is in a string of those kinds. Of yeah. mis- uh, it's always the messing with familial relationships, or in this case, refusing to, which had the same effect. What mom think of it? Mom was just, you know, felt sorry for her and was horrified. I'm more interested in the people that just want to be stuck on this thing, where she, where where she's so powerful that she bewitched Harry, entrapped Harry, forced him out of the, you know, that this is all her. Well, that's what the British tabloids, that was their narrative. And, you know, here's the thing. What the hell do any of us know? What do we know? Right? What do we we know about, uh, it's just craziness. It is just crazy. I mean, my, my instinct is to believe the couple because, you know, why not? What? How is this in their best interest if it isn't true? So, you know, I mean, what what is this? So this all, you know, but, but beyond that, you're absolutely right. That's what I've been suggesting to people that seem to have very strong feelings about this. You know, precisely what do you care about this? woman in particular or her and marriage why? to this man i mean do you you know in the end i think that what it is is a lot of white women that think that a black woman not nabbed harry and how dare she well you don't know i'm telling you you don't know this this kind of uh dish uh dishing on i know it, it's it, not it, up it, your alley it, it but doesn't it's, no, and it doesn't bring out the best in anybody. Any no, it of us. Doesn't. It appeals to our worst instincts, and it's it's like, you know, 
I, I often, when people say about actors or anybody that they see on screen, I don't like them or I don't like her or I like, and I'm thinking, well, you, what do, do you, you know? know them? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> so this is just like these basic kind of um, gut reactions to human beings that we all have we all do that I don't like and I said I've never really liked her I said I don't like her I don't think and then this other part of me says what the hell do you know but we all react to various things in in people right so it's all bull my reaction everybody else's reaction it's all just bull yeah, it's none of our business, and yet there they are forcing it down our throats. I, I get it. Well, we, so it, the whole thing is just ugh, sweet. Yeah, I feel the same way. But I I always default, unless given real reason to, to believe that when two people are married, they're in there. It, it's their business. It's their union, right. and yes. and it's hands off everybody. And I felt yeah. that way about our presidents and their marriages and, and, and until we got to Donald. And then I even feel that way about Donald and Melania. They deserve each other. That's fine. Yeah, they seem perfect. So here, here's after I just said all that about what do we know and stuff. I am also in the same tawdry, uh, you know, Vin kind of thing. I am watching Allen versus Pharaoh. Right, which I can't bring myself to do. Wow. Wow. So I've seen three quarters of it now. Three, it's uh, four hours and they've done three. And I have to tell you, after doing the third, he is the most horrible person. And I've never quite got there before because he just didn't didn't make sense and he's funny and he's smart and he does all these good movies and oh my god you should watch this so did Roman Polanski yeah right okay so an awful awful human being horrible horrible See, human being I and I'll say again I'm I I always looked at his comic characters and you saw de self-deprecating funny. And I saw what an awful human being that just foul abuse because it's, you know, muttered by a funny looking little Jewish guy. It's cute and clever. It was, I just thought he was always front and center with exactly who he was. I didn't necessarily know he was, you know, molesting his little girls, but I, I never saw him as witty and funny and clever. And in fact, the movies that I did like of his were the more, were his serious movies. But, oh, I thought his first movies were just wonderful. The one where he's a sperm. Well, I, that one was sort of funny. That, that one was, was hysterical or the one where the which was the one is it the same one where the vegetables were all these huge vegetables and you, I thought I think that was the banana stuff, republic one well I don't know his stuff I thought was hysterical um but yeah 
and and this documentary goes into how he sort of groomed his audience to see old men with teenage girls as perfectly normal so that in so many of his movies that is the dynamic an older man 30 40 years older with a you know 16 17 year old girl and it's because that's what he likes and in the case of his his child dylan i'm sorry uh wow and they they this documentary does a job on yale's uh child sexual assault uh clinic because that those were the ones who gave him an out who said they thought that the daughter dylan this little girl had been, had coached. been coached and well, didn't know the difference between reality and fantasy and boy did they explode that on this uh on this in the third hour just exploded it um the people at yale they destroyed every record of every conversation that they had with the child destroyed every record and when you they they talked to another you know specialist in this area he said what you're dealing with a forensic uh evaluation this is for potential criminal proceedings you can't destroy the records they destroyed every record they subjected this six-year-old kid to nine separate interviews covering the same thing and they said that too is unheard of they were trying i can't imagine they and were then, trying to break her they were trying to it was like the whole uh establishment uh was trying to yeah protect him it was mind-blowing it is mind-blowing i recommend it it is really something and his his very successful effort to pin this on her um and it was i bought it she always seemed a little nutty to me all these you know kids i thought she had you know some issue needing to always have I still can't believe every time you you look at pictures in this documentary there's already grown children and then she's holding a baby i mean she did she kept taking in babies for like 25 years it's amazing i don't know he is awful just saying Well, I don't have any trouble believing it. Margaret says it's Sleeper. Yeah. That that was the name of the movie. Wonderful. Funny as hell movie. So I want to talk for a little bit about Mackenzie Scott. That is, uh, as with so many women, she's known mostly for being the ex-wife of the world's richest man. Uh and and there's there's some science teacher somewhere that just won the lottery <laughs> right she's uh bezos's ex and yes she's just made it known 
that she is married again and that she and her four children are living with um, her new husband, who is their children's uh, science teacher at the Lakeside School, which is a very, very good, pricey private school in Seattle. So, yeah, she married the science teacher. I think it's, a, I, le- I think it's a very nice story. I do, too. And she has um, – she is doing so much incredible work, and this was in the, uh, the New York Times business section today – about you know this year she made known her that she had given away billions and billions and billions of dollars and this and she had more that she was going to keep giving and it's who she gave to she gave to uh the ymca to little chapters all over the country i know here in pittsburgh the ywca got a bunch of money from her which was huge for it, them. It, to keep them afloat, yes. Yes. She's and keeping she's institutions given, open, yeah. <clears throat> get, she gave tons to historically black colleges and uh, universities, to food banks, to organizations supporting LBGTQ equality, to efforts to fight climate change, uh, to groups battling racial um, inequities. This is where she was focusing her stuff. And because it was during the pandemic, the Times says that she is responsible for three, for 75% of all COVID-19 related charity given by billionaires. So think of all these billionaires, and there's lots of them. She gave 75% of all the money that that big, rich group gave to COVID-related. Yeah, that so makes me sick. Yeah. Because I know what regular people were doing, you know, which is at Christmas giving their money to food banks, you know, trying to keep their neighbors afloat. Right. And, 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 you know, that that wasn't the absolute knee-jerk response, if only in their own communities. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. So, I came across this story. It is so disgusting. I got to share it. Oh, boy. Three California boys have been expelled from their Catholic school because of something their mother did. It turns out their mother, these kids had nothing whatsoever to do with this. Their mother put risque photos of herself on some internet site. It's a non-public site. It says it's called OnlyFans Channel. You only get to see what's on it if you're a paying customer. So how did some other moms whose kids go to the Catholic school find out about it and ran to the school and told the officials at 
Sacred Heart Parish School in Sacramento. Uh, these disgusting photos that Crystal Jackson had put on this site. The school called her and said, your kids are out of here. Find another school for them. Now, this begs so many questions that I can't even begin. How did these good Catholic women who were so upset to have these innocent children in school with their children, how did they see these photos? How did they even know of such a site? Well, either they, their spouse, or their kids are paying people on the site. I mean, that's the answer. Somebody, somebody had to be on there. Are they in any way held? I mean, my God, is that not disgusting? No? Yeah, of course. Looking is not disgusting. And, you know, this is this, is this new, I'm sorry, this is this new um, ethics system that seems to be arising under the guise of Christianity. And, and I, and I, and I, I I don't understand what I'm saying is that there's that the, everybody runs around pointing fingers at everybody else preaches from the pulpit, you know, to, to abstain, to, you know, be faithful whilst doing exactly what they are everybody else punished for. It's just, it's this state of hypocrisy. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That you get to hold up, you know, your, 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 you know, whatever, your, I can't think of the word because it doesn't exist. You got to, you get to pretend to be all right while claiming that nobody else is. And it's just, it's, it gets exhausting. I'm tired of it. it okay. It, so, so let's, let's end on a happier note. We've been trying. That isn't working. What's the happy note? Think, oh, high C. Go ahead. See I'm if you can a, hit a high C. I can't hit a high C. Maybe <laughs> if somebody if somebody goosed me, I, maybe something would come. But I, I don't think so. Um, okay, this is a quote from uh, an NBA uh, Hall of Fame player. Okay? And here's his quote. This is Charles Barkley. I know. <laughs> this is another thing our brother sent us. Okay. Well, I Let's, no, I saw it all by myself. Charles Barkley says, "Listen, I need all Jewish people on deck because I can only get so skinny by Saturday, man. It's like I'm a soldier. All hands on deck." What he was referring to is apparently his daughter is getting married to a Jew, right? And a Jewish, and he's, yes, and he's expecting to be put in a chair and held and aloft. And during the horror, after the wedding and all the crazed dancing, when um, the bride and groom are hoisted on chairs and danced around with, and then I didn't know that. Like the, I, I don't think I don't think he has to worry. I don't think the parents get somebody told him. 
Well, and, and my in my recent experience, the only people that get hoisted and and tortured and terrified are the bride and groom. Are the newlyweds, yeah. And honestly, I have never seen one bride and groom that seemed to be enjoying it. They all seem no, they're scared, terrified. Yeah, that it's they're just going to be thrown across the room and die on their wedding night. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I relax, know. Charles. The chair will break before they get you in the air. It's no problem. Um. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So he was, I guess, said this on the on the J- Jimmy Kimmel's uh, uh, show that he was scared out of his mind that he was told that he's going to be. I mean, my God. Can you imagine what he weighs? Who could lift him? No one's going to lift him. He's he's moving into a Jewish family. We're too smart to lift him. <laughs> Oi! Who's going to lift? How do we have to lift We got four rabbis here that say there's an exception to the rule, and it's <laughs> Charles Barkley. It's definitely an exception. He doesn't have to get in a chair, and good God, we don't have to pick it up. Okay. Okay. I leave you with a quote, which is so perfect for me. It's a quote from Duke Ellington. I don't need time. I need a deadline. Me too. I can't do my taxes. I can't. I haven't done them either. So, I don't ever need more time to do anything. I just need to be told, hey, this has to be done by this time. Right. I need an anvil over my head, a literal anvil swinging. Right, right, right. So I don't need time. I need a deadline. And uh, that's the truth. I wish you hadn't said taxes. Oh, God. Right. (laughs) Well, this is me trying to motivate myself. No, it's another thing I'm just avoiding. I'm av- I have nothing to do and I avoid them. That's right. I, I have I have only two things to do and I can't and I refuse to do them. Right, me too. Because there's things you don't want to do. Right. If I wanted to do them, I would have done them. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do and rather than put, do taxes, I have just about 30 pieces left on a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle so i think i'm gonna finish up this puzzle and of course the 30 pieces are the hardest part it's all one color all the same how the hell you ever figure out where to put them i don't know but i'm gonna finish it this is my uh i'm just thrilled thrilled all right okay Suze. okay I gave everybody i gave everybody fair warning about this hour so yeah. If you hung in there, it's your your own yeah, fault. Yeah, your own fault. You just wasted an hour. You could have been done. Uh, you could have been, uh, you know, doing your, doing your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Bye. See ya. Bye. She is Katie bar the door. I'm heading out there into that sun and or doing the puzzle, which I don't know. I'm gonna do something. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, 
Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.